This is Lon Winters with Graphic Elephants. This is Jimmy Lamp. This is Matt Masala with the RhinestoneWorld.com. And you're listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. And you are listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. Podcast. Hosted by... My name is Terry Combs RG. Regular guy. And Aaron Montgomery. We're just regular guys having fun and uh, trying to, to make a living in this really cool and exciting industry. I think we all want to succeed 100% of the time. Seek to understand before I try and make myself understood. Bring a ton of great information. Coming to you live from somewhere dark, dirty, and dank. Welcome into the show, everybody. It is Friday, September 23rd, 2022. What you may have noticed is uh, I'm Eric Campbell, <laughs> and I'm standing in for both Terry Combs and Aaron Montgomery. So kind of hard to call this the two regular guys today, so you're just going to get one irregular guy, but I will certainly try and do my best to bring you guys some great content. And honestly, I'm going to be helped along greatly in this respect by the fact that we've got an awesome guest, somebody who guys need to know, if you don't know already. A good friend of mine for years in the industry, uh, Nicole Rollander of Strand Writing Services is here to talk about content marketing through great copy. And if there's something you guys know that I'm passionate about, it is great copy and writing in this industry. Communication is the thing. So uh, very happy to have Nicole on. Uh, Sad we can't have our very own Terry Combs and Aaron Montgomery. Both of them are on the road teaching, educating, doing the thing that they do best, which is bringing more great education to the masses. So while we are here today, uh, forgive me for having the uh, my usual background up and the things that I do, but I will be pushing the buttons, running things, and bringing you a great guest. So hopefully you folks will still get a lovely time with it, even if it's not quite the two regular guys. <laughs> but with that, let's say hi to a few of the people who have showed up. You know that we like to say hi to our live listeners. If you are at all having a chance to get in live, it's a great time to interact with other people in this industry and check out the kind of conversation between the regulators. So let's go ahead and say hi to a few people. We have Chuck who says, good morning to Aaron and Terry. And I'll say, hey, I'll have to pass it on for you, Chuck. <laughs> Apparently not today, my friend. Uh, Yust is coming in from Sweden. Always glad to see Yusta in. Uh, Christy is saying good morning. Rich is in saying good morning. We have Ramona showing up as well. Good morning, Ramona. And Dean is showing up. We will see if we can get questions and talk to you guys, but we have tons of excellent stuff to talk about with Nicole. So what I really want you guys to do, if uh, you, like Terry, are ready with your yellow legal pads, your junior yellow legal pads ready to take notes, you will be well served by listening to what Nicole has to say. So like I said, should be a really awesome show. I'm really excited to talk to Nicole because I know having seen some of the questions we have her and some of the notes she's written, we've got great information that I think you guys really need to know. Marketing is something we, uh, especially when we're facing sometimes uncertain economic times, marketing is the thing you never want to pull your foot off of the gas on. I know lots of people stop and uh, kind of take that out of their equation way too early. Every time I see that, I know somebody's headed for ruin. I hate to see people not marketing and not working on it. And getting out your message is critical. All right. So Ramona's in. Legal pad and pen at the ready. All right. So like I said, take notes. This is good stuff. With that, let's go ahead and start out with a little bit of news. Uh, we had an announcement from the folks at GPX, Graphics Pro Expo. It turns out they're kind of changing the formats up. So all GPX shows next year are going to be two-day events, and the classes are going to take place the day before the show opens. So if you want to check out more about that, uh, go check out graphicsproexpo.com. I've got the URL on the screen here for you to check out. 
And just to kind of let you know ahead of time, get you prepared, here are some of the cities and dates that are coming up soon. I can't believe we are already talking about 2023, but believe me, it is coming up like a freight train. It's barreling down on us. Uh, Irving, Texas in uh, March, so March 9th and 10th. We'll have GPX going on in Irving, Texas. We have Charlotte, North Carolina, April 27th and 28th. Uh, uh, we have uh, Indianapolis. So we got Indy, uh, June 15th and 16th. And Portland, Oregon, July 19th through 20th. So this is the first half of the year already set and scheduled to go. If you guys are into the Graphics Pro shows, just know, hey, classes are happening the day before the show. So get that education in, as you guys know. All right. So with that, I don't have a Terry Combs to kick it to for the dad joke, but because I don't have Terry Combs here to kick it to, uh, the great thing is I get to select the dad joke and I get to uh, do what I usually do, which is use my chance to go for an overly intellectual dad joke that nobody's going to love. <laughs> At the same time, that is my favorite thing to do, right? I love making the dad jokes hurt a little bit. So let's go ahead and start the dad joke. You know you're here for it. I know you guys will get it. So here's my dad joke. Uh, what do you get when you cross a joke with a rhetorical question? Did I pause long enough for effect there? <laughs> All right, folks, it's, it might be a slow burn for you. Trust me, <laughs> your friends will appreciate it. It's slightly better than the pun jokes, but I had to do it to you, folks. I mean, if it doesn't hurt, it's not a dad joke in the first place. <laughs> All right, folks. So uh, before we dive in, thanks to everyone checking out the Two Other Guys podcast. Uh, we're always looking for new guests. So if you or anyone you know would like to join us, they can sign up for a remaining slot. Not a lot of slots left this year, folks. Uh, go to calendly.com slash guys. Uh, with your show ideas. And like I said, this is something we would love to have you in. If it's someone you know who's the the proper candidate who needs to be on Two Regular Guys, who has information for the decoration world, get them to head over there to calendly.com slash Two Regular Guys, and they will be able to sign up for a slot. If you're listening to the podcast version of our show, we would appreciate you sharing the Two Regular Guys podcast with your industry friends so they can become regulators too. Uh, we would appreciate you giving us a review. The reviews really help a lot with us getting out there. So if you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Podcasts, or wherever you do your podcast listening, uh, we would love to have you give us that review. And if you're watching us live right now, please, by all means, uh, share this with your industry friends so they can listen, they can join in. And if you're live, join with the comments and questions, get in, ask questions. This is a great time for you to get one-on-one -on -one information for someone who really knows what there is to do with marketing. So with that, uh, we're gonna go ahead and hear a quick word from our success group and then we'll be on with Nicole. Hi, I'm Kylene. And I'm Aaron from our success group. We understand that feeling of knowing something is holding you back. Are you watching others succeed and wondering what they have that you don't? There's a secret locked away inside of each of us. Yet we never think about fixing it because it has to be something external from ourselves. It is the limiting belief that everyone wants to just push aside and try to hustle and grind harder to get there. But the truth is, those limiting beliefs are keeping you from asking for help or doing the action needed to move your business forward. The sooner you can identify what's holding you back, the sooner you will start achieving your goals. Head on over to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash unlock and click the turquoise button, learn the magic to unlock your potential. We hope you make this investment in yourself and unlock your potential so you can find more meaning and success in your life. 
All right. So with that, go check that out over at our success group. We know Aaron works really hard to put these things on. And uh, like I said, uh, great information from Aaron, always a worthwhile expenditure. Got to work on that business, not just in the business. All right. With that, let's bring on our guest. I have been very much excited to have her on, and I can't wait to get into this, the meat of writing copy, of marketing, of knowing how to communicate your value. This is stuff that I think you guys really need to know. So it's just uh, something that I really uh, love to have here in front of you today, this morning, information you can really use. And by the way, I'll go ahead and answer this because it's funny. Christine says, is the take up happening early today? Nope. Yes, it looks a lot like my show. I didn't change my background quick enough. Once we get Nicole on, you'll recognize we got the two other guys. But here's the thing. Uh, trust me, Nicole's going to carry the show. We have, we have no problems having to worry about missing the second host once we get her on. She's got great information. So Let's go ahead and introduce Nicole. Uh, when Nicole Rollander is not cruising the back roads of South Jersey's Pine Barrens in her classic fireball red Trans Am with a double espresso, by the way, well-written, as we expect. <laughs> Love that image. Uh, she heads up Strand Writing Services, a creative agency that leverages the power of interactive campaigns, sizzling conversion copy, and inspired content so your competitors become invisible, your secrets crystallize into loyal-for-life buyers, and you make more money. Nicole holds an MFA in creative writing from Penn State University and built her business on a 15-year career in award-winning editorial publishing, content marketing, and professional development in the decorated apparel arena. A 2017 recipient of a New Jersey Council on the Arts Poetry Fellowship, Nicole is the author of a poetry collection, Louder Than Everything You Love from Five Oaks Pest, which is on a shelf behind me, behind my backdrop, believe me. All right, so with that, can't wait to bring her in. Here is Nicole Rollinger. Hello, Nicole. Hello, Thank you for coming Eric. in. You read that really well. <laughs> I, I make like my attempt. You, I like that you introduce yourself as an irregular guy. Uh, I can't help it. <laughs> Just telling the truth. I think that's the thing. <laughs> I'm being my authentic self. And, I know. And I love that. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. So I, we're going to get right into the questions because you have so much great stuff to share with us. But let's just go right into copy and content. This is okay. the meat of the thing. Yeah. When you're looking at the copy, the content that people are putting out there, what are those mistakes that you see the most often? I mean, obviously, do you kind of cringe a little? Does it bother you when you see these mistakes that companies are putting out there? <laughs> yes. Most <laughs> writers and grammar nerds, like they're correcting signs and whatever, everywhere they go. Uh, um, so full disclosure, you guys sent over these amazing questions and I wrote a ton of notes yesterday. So I think those notes will be available to people, right? The show notes. Yeah, we have show okay. notes that we can put them as up. If you're happy putting them up, we would love to share. Yeah, them. so I'm just letting everybody know. I wrote like seven pages of notes and they will be available to all of you. Um, I do include some examples too. So I will be referring to my notes because there's a lot, but I wanted to like come really prepare and give you guys a lot of stuff. Um, love it. Love it. All right, so I mean, the first big mistake is like, when you see copy that looks like it hasn't even been proofread, you know, and it's like things like strange capitalizations. We serve all businesses, capital B. Okay. Didn't know that. Um, (laughs) um, Straight up bad grammar, um, you know, blatant misspellings. One of my pet peeves is the misuse of the apostrophe. So um, there's a hair salon near where I live and it's like hairs, but it's apostrophe S instead of, errors with no apostrophe. So I actually told the owner that they should fix it. And he said, yeah, maybe the next time I get a new sign. I'm like, and so things like that, 
the, the problem with those is they really jump out, you know, yeah. and they distract and they look careless. So think about good embroidery when it doesn't look good, you notice, right? Oh, yeah. So that's kind of what, so that's like base level stuff. Some other sure. things, um, you know, B2B business owners often think that they have to write in this really like overly formal way that no one ever speaks like ever. You don't write like that. You don't speak like that. But as soon as people start writing for their websites, they get into this really weird, overly formal speak, often, you know, too much verbiage. And it sounds outdated and fuddy-duddy, right? Oh, so. you know what? I, I actually have a term for this one. I have to break in because I love this because it, it always makes me think of this is like that. It's the 80s brochure copy. It's like everything is chrome and wood grain and perfect and everything is bigger than it has to be. And you use technical buzzwords. Right. Jargon. Totally. It's the worst. Um, Absolutely I mean, the, the worst. The trend, you know, people are going more toward more casual copy the way we speak. But then the flip side of that is copy that it sounds like somebody wrote at three in the morning totally. maybe after partying too hard you know and they just throw it up and you're like what are they saying it makes no sense sentence fragments things like that so you know either extreme isn't good um this is sort of a visual thing but too much copy or too little copy like when you've got too much copy mm -hmm. it's like oh my gosh i can't read that but when you have three words on the screen too that also feels like well did you think about the customer experience when they come to this page right so so just because you have good copy you know, you also need a good designer so that it presents well when people oh, yeah. are looking at it. Well, there's not, um, there isn't always time to get somebody. If you're trying to hook somebody quickly, throwing a book in front of them, it, yeah. sometimes you feel like you need to explain yourself, but throwing that book in front of them can become a barrier, especially when people are just trying to get to information is critical. And we'll talk about that. Well, like oh, I'll kind sure. of break down like the areas of a homepage and, and, and a website and kind of what's important. Yeah. Um, making the copy all about themselves. You know, um, and, and that's, again, one of these like flip side things. There are some companies that make it all about themselves. And then there's companies that don't say anything about themselves. And you're like, well, okay, so you print t-shirts, but what else? Right. Yeah. So, so I think it, it's striking that balance and really explaining to the customer, and we'll talk more about this too, what you can do for them, how you can solve their problems. Um, you mentioned buzzwords and jargon. I think oh, yeah. when you fo focus too much on features, rather than a benefit. So one is like plenty of staff. Well, okay, cool. But if you wrote, um, a human will always answer your call. Suddenly that makes more sense. Now I care that you have a lot of people running around, you know? Oh, totally. Um, I think that's the classic one I remember is when I first came into the industry and I was writing for websites or helping people build their websites at the shops I ran, it was always about how many heads of embroidery you had. Nobody and cares. That, and I realized like no one cares how many heads of embroidery you have. They care if you can do a high volume job, if right. that's what they want. They care if you can get things out quickly or you have a quick production time because that affects them. But nobody cares or knows that 68 or 100 or right. 200 heads. You think it's cool because I see those embroidery heads behind oh, you. Yeah. But Sounds great. I mean, yeah, it sounds cool. But, but at the same time. But, but also, you know what? It's like it, you might say, well, I want to tell them I have 150 heads. Well, you can. You can write that somewhere. Sure. But they care. Like, if, But if you literally write something like you need a 5,000 piece, you know, embroidered mm -hmm polo job done by next week no problem we can do it because we have you know enough to pass totally. like, that's what they want to hear you know yeah, talk to them their in their answer. language yeah what answer do they need yeah that's right. it for sure right and i said well we'll get into that and and, and yeah. everything um similarly on 
on product pages, right? And, and I'll touch on this later, but you know, you go to some apparel suppliers websites and you click and it's either there's nothing on the product page, just the t-shirt. You're like, well, okay, what about it? Or, you know, you're, you want to present it to your client and it's just a list of, of features. You're like, well, how do I explain this to them in a way that's colorful? Well, you can wear this fleece when you're on the slopes and you're heading to work and it's, you know, the rain. So you, you want to paint a picture. You want to give people language that they can use when they need to go back to a decision maker. So, you, you know, you have to do that work of kind of giving people what they need so they don't have to work hard at all. Yeah. At all. Yeah. I think that's the funny thing is I always do this in my classes where I stop and go, all right, there's no customers in here. Right. I, I kind of whispered to everybody and go, customers don't really know what they want. You have to tell them they don't have you any have vision. To guide them. Yeah. You have to guide them. That's why they're there to talk to you. That's why you're the expert. So it, I think it's the same thing with product pages and product services that you're giving them kind of the armaments they need to go. <laughs> like, as you said, face decision makers, it's huge. Yeah, they don't want to do the work. And I mean, I think the last uh, sort of thing that I wrote down here is yeah, yeah. not having calls to action that are really mm. clear. You don't want to have them everywhere, but they're kind of like road signs. Okay, like I'm in this building, where do I go next? And so at different junctures, you want to offer them different possibilities and whatever that looks like for your shop. It could be book a call. It could be check out our catalog. It could be click here and talk to an agent. You could give them a few choices depending on where they are at in their journey. So like I said, it doesn't have to be everywhere, but you need to do it often enough so that if somebody's ready to take an action, they don't have to think it's right there. I think that's such a great thing to bring up. Too many times we're expecting them to do the work of knowing what's going on, yeah. but you don't want someone to ever wonder what's the next step in paying you. I mean, I hate to, I hate to put right. it that no, way. No, I mean, crap. you need to make it as simple as possible yeah. for them. As Whatever the next step possible. is, it should be obvious to people. And right. by the way, you got some great comments coming in. Uh, just to let you know, we have uh, Christine says, Christine, <laughs> as we know, Christine Shreve, good friend of ours as well. Uh, Nicole's a great guest, very knowledgeable, fun to talk to. But she hey, also Christine. says, Oh, Jersey's in the house. That's yeah, right. Jersey, Christy, yeah. Christine says, Jersey's in the house. She's happy to have Jersey represented. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> Christine, again, just respecting the poetry, which I have to agree with. And then, as we, as we say always, it's. Uh, <laughs> Punctuation, punctuation errors, errors. yes punctuation errors are wrong. Wrong. stupid errors <laughs> yeah that's the one and the misuse apostrophe i'm one of those two where it's like oh man that is a possessive and with my weird old english background there used to right. be an, a grammatical ending that we are now kind of half missing we half have it and half don't that's what it that distracts is. you like even yes. if even if you know, people will say, oh, if there's a mistake, it's not like they're not going to buy from me. No, of course not. But it, it distracts them and they start thinking about that, you know? Totally, totally. Now, so, don't get me wrong. I know there are people who do this. It was a big thing on TikTok for a while where they were misspelling words on purpose to get attention. <laughs> there is, there's a concept of getting attention on a small piece of content, like a TikTok video. And then there's having your sign misspelled when they're trusting you to spell things correctly for their, for their shirts and their gear. I don't know that they really want to see that on the, yeah. on the sign outside. I'm just going to, I'll go out and go out on a limb, I guess, and give you guys my hot take. I don't think it's good for your signs, <laughs> for your copy. All right. So uh, before we go any further into, you know, the stuff that the commenters are bringing up, I have to just say, I want to hear kind of your bullet points. Why is good copy important for decorators? I think a lot of decorators think of, you know, we're very visual. So we think about the images, we think about yeah. video, we think about that stuff very naturally, but not everybody thinks about writing and why it's important to have that good copy. So I'm just going to use an, uh, an embroidery example. 
right. I was going to a chiropractor. All right. And he had these really nice polo shirts. And cause like, I know about embroidery, right. I sure. of course hone in on the embroidery. He noticed I was looking at it. And he said, Oh, do you like my embroidery? And he was really proud of it. And he was talking about his image, how he gets really close and gets mm -hmm. in people, you know, there's doing the back and everything. And he goes, so I got to smell good, but I have to have nice embroidery. And he kept talking about the embroidery. Um, right. And so if you sure. see bad embroidery, it immediately jumps out. And so I sort of said that before about, yeah. um, you know, punctuation and things like that. But the thing is, how many competitors do you have, right? Mm -hmm. Nationally. I mean, think about, I mean, even myself as a writer, how many competitors do I have? Like thousands, hundreds of thousands. I don't know. Yeah. So you have like 15 seconds to attract people, um, keep them on your website. And if there's something that is not jiving with them or doesn't feel good to them, they're going to be off to the next site. So just like good embroidery is important, um, you know, people may not be embroidery experts, but if they're in a restaurant, they see bad embroidery or heavy, they're going to notice it. They're going to be looking at it. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with good copy. If it's bad or it's like uninspiring or whatever, they're, they're going to feel something. They're going to have an impression, even if they're not quite sure why um, that impression is, is happening. Um, uh, I also felt... You just had that. I just want to reiterate. Nicole has hit it on the head here. Fifteen seconds. Yeah. Imagine that you have to get people hooked enough to continue on with you in fifteen seconds. That message has to be pretty clear. And so it's, <laughs> but it's it's the design of the, of the yeah. site, of course, and and the words. You know, so it's both. It's the visual and and it's the words. But I also say because I I notice that you know now we have more you know millennials and Gen Zers who are decision makers and they really don't necessarily want to call you or chat you. They want to go on your site and find out what they need. They want to find out yeah. if they like you. Mm -hmm. And so if you think about your website copies being like a 24 seven sales and marketing team, that suddenly seems a little bit more important than, oh, it's just a placeholder online, right? Suddenly now it's like, well, yeah. that has to work for me. That's me talking to them. That's my rep talking to people. Um, so they really go online to see if they want to work with you. Mm -hmm. Like if you sound a certain way or you're boring, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, you can't sound boring. You can, but I'm just saying people look at brands more as like, do I want to work with them? Do I like them? Are they cool? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of good writers out there. There's a lot of good screen printers, right? So if you're somebody they like, then that's, that may influence their choice. Um, so, oh, so I want to read you guys this. So, that, so I... I put out a certain vibe on my website. Like I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm edgy. I'm creative. I'm not going to be the run of the mill writer. Right. So when I write on my website, I feel like it's me talking to my clients. I'm just going to read you like a quick excerpt of the way yeah. I talk to my people. I'm walking barefoot over hot coals, fearless when it comes to your copy. I'm never afraid to explore your brand's inner workings and take the right risks. So you always stand out like that break dancer who's, Got the moves and no one can imitate. I stay curious and open to every new adventure, including yours. I mean, the imagery, it's, it's imagery that's really clear and it also is unique. It fits with your vibe. And I think that's, I think people kind of are afraid sometimes to have that. Or if they get into that trap you talked about earlier, where they're being overly corporate and glossy and they kind of don't get that, that part of people vetting you really is seeing, do I like the vibe? Do I, do I, right. and you, and your vibe, and we'll talk about sort of like yeah, yeah. About your vibe and your vibe can be whatever you want it to be. Totally. It just can't be not memorable. 
Like, well, oh they, yeah, you know, sure. I think that's what you've really kind of hit it on the head with that. And I'll say this too, this is a secret I tell people with e-commerce all the time. You don't have to have the same vibe on all of it. You can have multiple personalities right. in the front of your company. You can have different vibes for different websites. In fact, it's the right way to go. Different, pers different customer yeah, different personas persona. that you, yes. like maybe you serve corporate, but you also serve metal bands, right? So that's yeah. not going to be the same vibe. For sure. Um, Love that. Okay, so what was the question again? The question was, <laughs> yes, good copy. Good copy. Why so does good copy is, matter? Sure. So so this is sort of like, um, this is also important, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we'll, we'll, I keep saying we'll talk about this because everything keep, sort of ties together. But oh, good. you sort of need to be a mind reader. Uh, you sort of need to meet people, what are the literary term, in, in media rest, in the middle of action, yes. yeah. where they are, where they're struggling. People are coming to your site because they either have a big problem, you know, their boss has said, hey, we need 150 t-shirts in two days. And you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what to do. Or yeah. they have a goal. They have an event and they want to raise a lot of money and they want to have some great swag packs. And they're so yeah. either way, they need your help. So if you are able to communicate on your website that you understand the pain and reflect the pain in your copy and make it a little painful for them to read, they're going to say, okay, this company understands yeah. my pain points. Yeah. And I think it's all about telling that story. And in fact, we've got a good comment here from Eric Mickelson. He says, uh, facts tell, stories sell. So yes. tell stories in your marketing. That's great. Stories. Got a couple of great. There's a stat. It's like people remember stories 22% more. Um, I have another example from my website. I feel yeah, yeah. reading it. So, sure. so I am not the cheapest writer as I'm sure many of the shops owners watching are not the cheapest. Um, and so what I did on my website was write these little scenarios of who might you be, what, what might you look, be looking for and what do I wish for? So yeah. you, I bet one or more of these sounds like you. So I chose the DIY entrepreneur. <clears throat> and this is what they're saying. I bought the copywriting for business owners courses, snapped up all the $37 sales pages and email templates, and even asked my English major BFF to work her magic on my homepage headline. I thought it would be easy to write my own copy. Instead, my website doesn't show off who I am at all. And I've wasted so much time and money trying to DIY my way to sales success instead of excelling in my zone of genius. Then I wish for, quote, a copywriter who gets my brand and creates the website, sales page, and email copy I need to turn the heat way up on my lead gen sales and brand recognition. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you're just really addressing people where they're at. And I think the that's, that's, that's really it. key. And for sure, I will talk, I think, in one of the next <laughs> sections about yeah, yeah. where you get that information and how do you know what to write. Because that's really key. If you truly know your target markets, you will be able, you will have everything you need to write the right copy to attract them and get them excited about working with you. No, I love that. I mean, I think that's the thing. It has to start from a place of legitimately wanting to know your customer. I think that's part yeah. of it. You do yeah. have to care. I, 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 the joke is with me has always been take the risk to care about your customer. Because I remember so many times when people are talking kind of in a mercenary way about customers and like, yeah, time is money and we need to make money. But if you don't care about what their pain points are, you don't care or at the very least care about knowing it for yourself, you have a hard time marketing to them and you have a hard time serving them in general. And, so and, and also like if, if you 
get the right customer, mm -hmm. they're going to come back to you over and over and over. And what is like yeah, a value? Absolutely. And then also they're going to tell other people about you. You know how many people have come back to me over and over and mm -hmm. have referred me over and over to people, right? Because yeah, that's yeah. when you deliver the experience that you communicate on your website and even exceed it, they're going to be like, this person's the real deal. This brand's the real deal. And they're going to like sing your praises to the high heavens. Of course, especially if you're meeting them in a place where they have a real problem, yeah. you've described the problem and you really do have the answer for it. You really do have tools to help right. them out. I mean, that's, and the thing is you can think about what we do. Sometimes I talk about this, people are like, all right, we don't even make the shirts, we make them pretty. I, I mean, that's what I talk about with, with decoration. The thing is we are helping people with message. We're helping people communicate their message or their branding to other people. They're promoting themselves. They're defining their identity. They're showing affiliation with a group or with a political spectrum or with a cause. These are things that they're invested in. We are providing them value for that. And if we're going to do that, we have to think of ourselves in that same kind of you know, boat. How do we communicate and what, how can we show them that we're there to help them with that stuff? Yeah, it's a it's a it's entirely part of the thing. The communication is always part. Yeah, hundred percent. What what I'd love to do is kind of go back to some of the stuff we heard about in your bio. Uh, you talked about interactive campaigns. Yeah. So I think this is interesting, and I'd like to just have you define that. So what is an interactive campaign? Yeah, I mean, I'll mention this briefly um, sure. because I sort of think of it as components mm -hmm. of marketing campaigns or copy efforts. Like we want people to respond to us. We want people to mm -hmm. talk to us, right? So what are some of the ways that happens? So I do a lot of organic social media posts. Okay. I post them on my own wall and I've done this for clients. Um, and then they go in all different groups where your target market lives. And if mm -hmm. you're writing these organic posts and people are, they're resonating with people, they're going to comment on them. They're going to reach out to you in the DMs. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to go to your original page and they're going to start reading it. And so if you have some kind of call to action, like comment below, click here, do this, they're going to do it. And I know this for a fact because I've done it with my business. Mm -hmm. People see something in that and then they start engaging with you. They start liking what you have to say. A really basic example of this is what's called a ladder post. Some people find these annoying, but um, they do work. It's like where you post something like, um, who wants to know how they can double their business this month? Who wants to know how I help the client smash their money goals with logo t-shirts, right? And then you can often get a lot of comments. And generally what will happen is you'll have a white paper, you'll have something ready, you send them the link, and then they're gonna put in their email address get the yeah. white paper, and then suddenly they're on your email sequence. Mm -hmm. And so the more, again, like we talked about B2B sites being more casual, yeah. um, like I said, people want to like interact with their brands. You know, they want to mm -hmm. like hang out with you on social and they want to, you know, they want to interact with you. So things like this, people will respond to you. So if you're on Instagram and you ask people to comment, you ask them to come into the DMs, you ask them to click on a link. I mean, I've built landing pages where people can get a free webinar, they can get a free video. Yeah. And that's you educating them about how um, you can help. I had one distributor who did something really cool. She worked with like these higher end um, camp, like fundraising campaigns. Mm -hmm. And she would get these really, 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 really high end giveaway items. And these really huge companies would say, I want my logo on that leather jacket. I want my logo on that really amazing crystal award. And mm -hmm. because of the items, 
that she presented to the fundraising client, like they made so much more money and they got so many more sponsors. So that is a really good example of something you can share through social media. Um, and Absolutely. not to go down this road, especially, but you know, there are so sure. many email builders where you can build out sequences. Mm -hmm. And if you put out a post like, hey, do you want to learn how you can smash your money goals with logo t-shirts? And you've got this email, you know, um, drip email already created and people go in, then they start getting it. And you have your story, you include your, your offers and say, hey, respond to the email and I'll get back to you. And then they're talking to you. So people are so responsive. And so when you think about how within building a website, within, mm -hmm. you know, building an email campaign, what else can you do to get people to interact with you? Because they will, and you will find new, new people to add to your email list at the very least. I, I think it's absolutely the case. Um, and honestly, the currency of the internet now, especially with millennials and Gen Z, it's this parasocial relationship. Yeah. You know about the way they interact with streamers, with personalities, with influencers. Everybody says these words as if there's some magic word for marketing influencer. Like they, just, mm -hmm. they, just, they swing it around like it's a magic talisman. But the thing is, it's really about developing relationships. And I think right. that that's part of the thing. Relationships don't work unless you have the ability of people to interact. And I think that that really does make a difference to ask for that interaction. And especially if you really do respond to it, does it mean spending some time on that stuff? I think it does, but I think that's valuable. Or like we know, hey, there are people who have services to help you with this. Maybe one who's right here with us right now. <laughs> I mean, there are ways to get help kind of tailoring these campaigns, but I yeah. think it's, it's worthwhile for people to understand that that interaction makes them a stakeholder and a part of what you're doing. And that's that's going to help to build a relationship and also make them more likely to kind of come back to you. Yeah. And, you know, people will say, well, do I have to co hire a, co a copywriter? Well, I mean, yeah, I think you should. But the truth is, the truth is um, the biggest secret of success mm -hmm. to creating good copy is knowing who you are, knowing who your customers are, knowing what their biggest mm -hmm. problem is and knowing how you solve that problem. I mean, when you get really granular into that, um, that's that's really what where you're going to start being successful whether it's writing copy for your website, writing a social media post where you use that kind of like problem agitate solution formula. Here's, here's your problem. Here's why it really sucks for you. But guess what? Here's my solution. If you're interested, you know, do this. Um, that's really the secret. That's, that's where good copy starts because uh, often if you know the pain points in your solution and you have an authentic voice, if you know how to talk to people, that yeah. will come yeah. through in what you write. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's when we first talk about people marketing and when they're kind of uncomfortable, one of the ways I always kind of help help people get over that is to say, you know, start your first marketing with a niche that you already know very well, yes. a community that you belong yes. to somewhere where you already speak the lingo, speak the language and know the pain points. And that tends to help you feel comfortable in that. And I think uh, we've got a comment from Eric, again, Eric Mickelson here. Uh, when designing your website, pick your niche, develop the website mm -hmm. around the niche. We focus yep. on the construction industry and our site speaks to them. Yeah, speaking directly to an industry yes. or, and I mean, Aaron talks about this a lot too, is that that customer profile, building up a profile in your head about which literal kind mm -hmm. of person you're talking to. Imagine the person that you're talking to who is your primary customer and what do they need to hear and talk to them. I mean, you, that's, I think you've hit it several times. And I think when we're talking about the interactive campaign, it's really about, it's more about encouraging interaction. And I know you've got, it's like a live component. It's bringing things in that have, you know, 
that have their own draw, live trainings, videos, things that are valuable, that promise to help them sol solve problems, that help them know more and do better and let them kind of bring that solution to their people. I mean, we make, we make our customer the hero in all of this. And I think that's kind of something that people don't always think about is making making that customer able to then serve their problem with our help. And I think that's something that uh, working toward that message really helps. And the interactive campaign seems to me to be kind of like on that same vibe. Yeah, yeah. I see a comment also here. Um, how sure. do you hire a copywriter yes. that knows our industry? Well, I mean, it's like, it's like if you're an embroiderer and you work in construction, right? I am a copywriter and I specialize actually in <laughs> with embroiderers and screen printers because I've, you know, been a journalist and been in this industry forever. But just like anything else, you're going to you're going to find specialties. Um, I was going to say, sure. too, that if you serve different niches, you can have different landing pages on your site. You know, if you're, uh, you know, if you're this, click here, if you're this, click here. Um, yeah. That, that question just caught my eye. So, well, no, absolutely. And I, I think <laughs> you that's, keep going. <laughs> no, I think that's a good one. And also yeah. like what I would also say is like, Hey, yeah. just like us, we as embroiderers aren't going to know every niche right. deeply. Like I'm not going to know everything about the construction industry, but I can ask questions you can, and, and I can will, learn right. enough to help. I'm going to just say it. Yeah. Voice just go customer for it. data. We're going to, I'm going to, I've got that on one of my, uh, yeah. Got that on one of my next pages, but um, yeah, it starts with asking people. Yeah. You have to ask questions and, and listen yeah, well, very deeply. Seriously, it's important. But yeah, let's uh, let's move on from that. But yeah, that's the thing. I think it's not you want somebody to be an expert in the thing that they do, but then if they do the right research, they're going to be able to. Yeah, help. I think that's how it is. All right, but it, one of the things we had in your bio, and I actually really like this because you've got so many descriptive kind of ways that you're going to help but i like this one you talk about making your competitors invisible let's talk about that what do you mean by making your competitors invisible yeah so i mean i'll use myself as an example right so i communicate my brand identity and i use my website essentially as a sample if people mm. come to my website and they love what they see they're going to be like i want you to do that for me i know your voice that you use here may not be what you use on my site but i see what you can do you create like you know FOMO for people. And mm -hmm. I've had it quite often where, so what happens on my site is somebody goes, they check it out and then they're prompted to book a 15 minute call. And quite often what happens is I get on with somebody and they say, Hey, I loved your website. I love what you're doing. I just want to find out if I like you and like, I like you. So send me the invoice and let's get started. Yeah. Um, because what I really try to do is I create an experience for them where I show them what I can do for them. And since they're going through the process on my site and they're so excited about it, that's what they do. So this is kind of where I want to talk about um, mm. voice of customer data. I've sure, literally sure. had clients say to me before, so are you like a mind reader? How are you going to figure out what you're going to write about? And I say, well, it's called voice of customer data. Um, yes, there's a very creative aspect to writing and there's, you know, persuasive mm -hmm. frameworks and everything that we use, but we started the ground level of talking to our customers. Mm -hmm. We talk to people in our target markets. We ask them a lot of questions. We ask them about their pain points. We ask them about what they've tried before, what's worked, what hasn't worked, um, what has helped them. And if there are customers, you know, we ask them things like, well, how did you find me? What were your objections? What helped you overcome them? If you literally ask them these questions, whether it's in a focus group, whether you're on the phone, whether it's a survey, 
you're looking at your reviews online, you're even looking at competitor reviews, because sometimes you want to find out like, well, is there a gap, something that they're doing? And you'll actually hear people repeat phrases, repeat objections, they will give you basically your messaging. If you take the time to do that, um, for clients, I have spent time, I'll say pick three one-on-one -on -one interviews, and I will interview people. Then I will do a survey, um, and then I'll look at things online. And then I kind of aggregate it, and I say, okay, what are the commonalities? And then yeah. sort of build the messaging from that. So literally, ask, and you shall receive. <laughs> um, I've heard of marketers who write these amazing headlines. It's like, where did you come up with that? It's like, well, you know, 14 customers said that phrase. And so that's what resonates with them. Um, and so that's, you know, I sort of I wrote a list of questions, you know, you can sure, see sure. them in the notes, but it's like, you just say to them, what's your number one problem or desire? Yeah. You know, what else do they want? What's the number one thing stopping them from getting it? What, yeah. what has, what have they tried before? Um, why didn't it work? And then what is the number one thing that you do that helps them get what they want or solve that huge problem? I mean, it's literally that simple. And people love to talk about this stuff. People even love to talk to me about their experience with, uh, you know, other, like they'll spend 30 minutes and they don't get anything out of it. Just talking to me about one of my clients. So people yeah. love, love, love to talk when they have a good experience with somebody. Well, and frankly, so, they like to share their experiences. They want to have a part of the conversation. Like we always said, people want to have the information and bring it to people that's important. It's funny enough, same thing we kind of give our customers, we give them information they can bring to decision yeah. makers or that they can use, or we give them the shirts that they use to solve their problems. Like that's what we do. Uh, and they get to be the heroes. The same thing here. When you ask for those opinions, that feedback, they kind of have the power of feedback. You know, it's it's right. uh, something that people want to kick in on. Um, I'm always surprised at how much people will volunteer. Plus, there are certain people who are just review people who love doing that stuff. Uh, you get one of them, and especially if there's somebody who's actually plugged into the business, they can have some good information. And sometimes Absolutely. it's also negative experiences too. Uh, every time I see people who do this thing where it's like they listen to the people who love them, and then anyone has a negative comment, they ignore it. Do so you at your peril. You can't do that. You, you need to pay attention to it all because yeah. you may find if you're getting certain negative comments, just changing some of the copy mm. or addressing it in your FAQs, you know, that you really can just make a little tweak and then those perceptions go away. Oh, totally. I, I think the, the funny thing is I, I had somebody who I was discussing this with and it, I've kind of paraphrased this many times on the show uh, where they were talking about, man, I just hate it because the customers are stupid. They don't know what they need. The customers are stupid. <laughs> and I was like, no, you're right, stupid because well, you're not listening to them. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, it tells you either you can, the nice way to say it is like, oh, you know, maybe we're not correct, you know, we're not communicating correctly in a way that they can get. Maybe that's us. That's the nice way, the mean way, the kind of mercenary way to say it, because I've got some people who say it's all about money. I go, all right, let's say it's all about money. You want their stupid people money. And if you want their stupid people money, you better you learn to how to talk to them. You yeah, know, you that's better what I'm saying. Like them. if you do the copy <laughs> on your site, right? When people yeah. reach out to you, they will be educated. They will know generally what you need them to know. Yeah. Um, when I book people, when people book on my ca calendar, they yeah. actually get, before they get on with me, they get an email kind of explaining to them what I do, asking them some questions. They yeah. fill it out. And so when I come to the call, they basically know everything. It's just, sure. I'm coming and saying, well, this is what I recommend based on what you're saying your problem or your goal is, you know, and, and then we just kind of go from there. If they 
if you actually listen to where your clients are stumbling, like I'll have embroiderers say, well, people don't understand, you know, artwork or whatever. Well, I don't know. Does yeah. it say on your website really simply what they need to do and what you need? Because once that's there, it's there. They're going to follow your instructions mostly. Yeah. Well, um, especially if the, the concept is here's how you get what you want. Yeah. I'm going to help you get what you want. Here's the way to have a, a frictionless And it's going to be not much from you, not much yeah. work from you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's the best way to think about it. We reduce friction and we make things easier. And I think that's what makes people come back to us. It's that it's the overall experience. And yeah. on that note, I mean, we all want, as you described them, we want these kind of loyal for life customers. We want to get these people who are, you know, rabid fans, as we say, people who yeah. want to come back to us no matter what, that we are the default choice. Um, what are some of the ways that we can help people get there? We can get our customers to be loyal like that, want okay. to come back to us always as our first choice. Okay. So for this, I want to kind of like lead with two points and then I just sure, want to break sure. down the areas on your website where you should kind of pay attention, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So what I do on my website and what I try to do for clients is I sort of create a space, a virtual space where it's like mm -hmm. you're entering my business, my brand, you're coming in. It's a space of encounter. It's almost like going into your physical store. What's that like? We create that with words. And if they're feeling a certain way, Mm -hmm. in that space, they're already going to know what it's like to work with you. Mm -hmm. So we want to get them hooked. We want to get them excited. Um, if they like what they see, feel, read, because we make decisions a lot based on emotions, right? Then sure. you've already sort of gotten your foot in that proverbial door. Mm -hmm. um, we talked a little bit before about tone, you know, sure. or voice. What is your brand personality? It can be different things for different people. An easy way to do that is to just brainstorm, whether it's you with your team, with customers, ask them what adjectives or nouns describe your brand. So for me, mm -hmm. I, I use words like edgy, creative, artistic, methodical, rock and roll swagger, um, white glove service, mm -hmm. elite, you know, um, and, and that's the feeling that I communicate through the way that my website looks and what I write. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's, again, aside from the voice of customer data, knowing how you want people to perceive your brand, like, are you casual? Are you high end? Are you professional? Like, how do you want to sound? Um, and I think that when you know that it's easier to sort of write the copy to, to that. What does that person sound like? What does that voice sound like? Yeah, well, it's like you've you've made that list of adjectives, you've made that list of kind of touch points, and it's somewhere we can kind of have that north star when you're floundering trying to get that stuff put together. I think that's it's really good to think about, right. you know, who you are and who you want to be to your customer. What is it? What is the experience right. you're expecting them to have? Also, something that you can follow up on. And I know you say that you have said that repeatedly. But yeah, you do have to follow up and deliver on it. But it's something that I think it's a lot easier to do when you're being authentic and when you think ahead of time about what it right. is that you're going to provide. So I'm just looking at the time here. So I want to just sure. sort of go down um, and sure. just talk kind of briefly about, so when I'm writing website copy for people, yeah, yeah. I'll write six or seven sections generally sure. for them. Um, I just want to touch on them briefly. So you've got that sure. the homepage, right? Like above yeah. the fold, this is what you see. So of course it has to look good. Like you can't yeah. look, look like, like the 1980s website, yeah. um, but it's got to have your vibe, your colors, whatever. Um, what I typically like to see is somebody's logo up in the top and then maybe their tagline. 
And then really modern websites, we're leading with a headline and then we've got maybe a sub headline or a short paragraph and then a call to action. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of sites will have the scroll. So you have, you know, so that you have more opportunity. So for example, and this is really quick headline, cheap t-shirts. Okay. But what if the headline was, we'll make you famous with logo t-shirts. All of a sudden mm-hmm. it's like, Ooh, that's kind of cool. There's a this story. Yeah. Swagger there. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of into this. You know, I want people yeah. that have a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of swagger and what they do. Sure. So um, here's one that I wrote that that's live. The contract embroidery partner who'll make you look like a million bucks. And then in parentheses, yeah. and maybe add that to your bottom line too. All right. Then the sub headline is, Hundreds of apparel distributors choose us for the branded apparel and custom embroidery that makes their clients stand out. Nice. Yeah. So that's like our scroll. So that's one. And you can sure. have different ones that appeal to different people, different buyers. Sure. And then the call to action is get started. You click and then it takes you to a page where it gives you different options. And it's like, it's, it's, it's more interesting and it makes them stand out. Yeah. Well, and it's more immediate. We've gotten to the point we've shown someone is like, here's the situation that you want to be in and here's how we're going to get you there. Do you want to start? Like this is, this is the, we're giving you the vision of what you are going to get from working with us really quickly, really, really fast. Like we are on top of exactly what you need. Here's what it is. Here's what we're offering and here's where to go. I mean, that's, it's really clean, really clear. And there's not a lot of questioning what you need to do next i think that's that's so huge so you've got some you've got some attitude you have the concept you have the vibe and you have a vision for the people who are coming in i mean that's that's a lot and it can be done in a sentence like that if someone who's (laughs) writing well does it for you right and when we're talking about calls to action too when you're kind of thinking about site design and you're thinking about what what are the calls to action so in some places it might be join our email list. Another place it might be chat with somebody. Um, I have a couple of freebies on my website. I think one's about a, a blog and then one's about something else. And so if somebody's interested in one of those topics, they, you know, put in their email address, they get that freebie. And then they're in the bucket that I have. It's like, oh, this person's interested in, you know, blogging. This person's interested in that. So if they're just browsing and not buying it, because they might come back to your site like five or six times before they yeah. actually do something. But if you give them a taste, um, of, of who you are and what your expertise is, um, that helps. So product services page, we talked about this earlier. Um, it, mm-hmm. it makes sense, right. To have a few lines of copy on every single product page. I mean, I had a customer and I wrote 60 pages of product yeah. <laughs> and it was like, it was like painstaking. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. that is amazing for search engines. It's amazing. Cause you're not doing the work. Um, you're not trying to envision what does this product look like? What what does it do? Like you're already putting the images in my head. So you're doing the heavy lifting for me. Same thing with, you know, screen printing. I mean, we said, you know, like number of heads. Um, I've seen says, sure. we used to Jiva machines. Well, cool. But like, they don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Explain what that means. We, we've invested in these machines so that when we sew out, your embroidery is going to be crisp, pristine, perfect every single time. Totally. Um, that's what they care about. Same thing with what types of inks you use. They really don't care. But if they're more eco-friendly, if they're more vibrant, if they last longer, whatever, that's what they care about. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right, so About Us, right? So that's one of my favorite pages. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a place where you can really connect with people. This is like where you can write more copy. Um, It's like 81% of people want to... Um, trust a brand before they mm. 
before they work with them. Um, I so think this is this is this is in the notes. It's all broken yeah, down. So yeah. we can look at the at the basic elements of an about page. So I'll just sort of like skim them. If you sure. write a headline and a subheadline that includes their number one pain point mm-hmm. and your number one solution, it's like, ooh, they they got me, right? Yeah. Um, then when you start talking about your client, you really make that pain point tangible. You know, you paint the picture of the if you're a contract embroiderer, the distributor saying they're sweating because they've got this huge order and their other contract embroiderer screwed them over and like, what are they going to do? And they're like, totally. they're literally sweating on the keyboard, you know, and then you make that really visceral and tangible in a way that's almost painful. Um, mm. That shows that you understand their pain. And then you shift into talking about yourself. You talk about your solution, how it's going to help. You talk mm-hmm. about any credentials you have. You mention some successes. Get a little like, you know, peacocky here because they're looking for someone. They're looking for their superhero right now. Yeah. Um, you can yeah. include some fun facts um, about yourself. Like if you headlined a band and stuff and there's some fun facts, you know, include that if it if it kind of speaks the overall point. And then again, sure. you know, like what what do they do next? Always include that, you know, call to action. Ready yeah. for me to solve your problem? Ready for me to help you make a million bucks? You know, this is what I need you to do. No, I love this concept. And it's something you said repeatedly talking about millennials and Gen Z, especially. They're vetting you. They're yeah. vetting you. When they look at your about page, they want to know who you are. They want to know what you're about. They are going to vet you one way or the other. You might as right. well make that statement really clearly and, and you know, get and kind make of develop them that tribe. Like you make them yeah. make them feel like they can relate to you. You want people yeah. to say, "Okay, I read your website, and now I'm talking to you, and you are what I expected." Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's something that's pretty clear. It, you're not only developing uh, because people will do the about us page, and they do kind of get that you have to humanize, and that's great. But what I love mm-hmm. here is that you're saying. Yeah, humanize yourself, but do it in in a way where you're also still addressing pain points, where you're also Absolutely. still addressing what the customer needs and why does it matter? Like, what what about yeah. you being this person is going to matter to their solution? Is going to matter to yeah? And, and this is about the culture of a business too. It's not just individual people. Certainly, a lot of us do include our personal personalities in our businesses, especially solopreneurs and entrepreneurs who run their own shops, but. Beyond that, it's like, hey, what are your experiences going to do to help that customer? Yeah. And a section that I like to add that I don't mm-hmm. see as often is what is it like to work with us? So oh, this was yeah. this was a weird concept for me as a writer. Like, well, what do you mean what's it like for, for you to work with me? And I realized yeah. that people want really good copy fast, but they don't yeah. often understand, like, what am I paying you for exactly? Like, I yeah. know you're going to be typing, but what are you doing? And I literally... Spent a couple of days entirely breaking down my process. Like, how do I research? How do I write? What do I do? And then I spell it all out. But then I explained to them, well, you basically just have to fill out a questionnaire. And then I'm going to send you in like five days a Loom video with this Google Doc. And it's just going to all be fabulous. Yeah. Um, and I, I noticed that when I would put that out there, people were like, that's what I'm paying for. I'm paying for expertise. So yeah. whatever they're looking for, fast, good quality, ease of working with you, like, spell it out. I mean, I've seen sites where it's literally three images and like you send us your logo and pick your shirt. You know, we look at it and we print it and we send it to you. Like it can be that simple, but whatever the customer wants, what they're, what they want out of the experience, like that should reflect, like, I'm going to give you what you're asking for, what Mm -hmm. you're, you know, an easy experience, fast, great quality work. So, so that I've done also with speakers. Uh, you know, sometimes they'll say, oh, speakers are divas. So 
I've written like, here's 10 things when you work with me. Um, yeah. And, you know, it can be funny. Like it can, it can face yourself off against competitors. Um, you know, but I'm saying, but people want to know, they want to know if you know what you're delivering. Yeah. Um, well, they want to trust, they want to trust your skill to deliver you. what they're asking, but yeah. they also want to know that uh, you're going to solve their problem. And I, I mean, I'll, I'll give another comment from Eric. He says, he says, your site should be about the customer, not you. Right. But here's exactly. the thing. I think, it, the customer's thing, the hero of the story. Always, yeah. You, you are the person help, having to do that stuff. But it's like, you have to say something different. You have to make it about them, even when it's about you. I know it sounds funny. It's like, even when it's about you, it's about how you're going to help them. Absolutely. No matter what you're yes. doing. Even when it's we about see you. That. The customer Absolutely. is the hero of the story. Absolutely. You're there to help, but they, but they are the hero. Um, and they're in a conflict. You know, they want, they want to solve a problem. They want to yeah. achieve a goal. And you're just there to help them do it. You're, yep. you're there to help them shine. Um, yeah. All right. So FAQs, mm -hmm. a lot of times are really boring or people don't have them. FAQs are a great place to do two things. One, show your personality. And two, answer any of those objections that yeah. people still might have. They often go to the FAQs. I always think about what do my customers say to me consistently as far as objections. And I put those in the FAQs and I make them fun and I make them a little sassy. And then they're kind of laughing and, but I'm, I'm not having the conversation. My website's having the conversation with them and pushing them toward taking yeah. the next step. Um, testimonials too. You can have a testimonials yeah. page. You can have testimonials all over your site in different places. But um, what's key is to ask every person you work with for one. And what I do is I give people a uh, form to fill out. I ask mm. them, what was your goal? Why did you hire me? What was stopping you from getting the same result before? What did I do for you? I edit the testimonials so that they give people an idea of how we can help them in the same yeah. way that we help somebody else. Because again, it's not about yeah. us. It's about helping the people who come to us with their goals. Mm -hmm. So have testimonials. And then last thing, contact us. Contact yeah. us is often a place where you see the contact information and a form to send. Yeah. Put something else. Add a blurb of copy. Something fun. Hey, we're waiting to hear from you. You know, we've served this many customers. Are you going to be our, you know, millions? Whatever. Something yeah. fun. Something engaging. Get them smiling. And then that, they're more likely to then reach out to you. And by all means, make sure wherever your contact us is, I just have to put this in there, make sure that it's easy to get to from any page. I, yeah. I've been so surprised sometimes while I'll be working with uh, you know, writer. I'm do, I, like, I do some consulting with people and I'll go to their site and find out that it's really difficult to find out how to talk to them. You just never want that. <laughs> you never want yeah. that. You want to make sure it's easy to do. Site designer is also yes. really important because you can have the best copy and the best visuals. And if your site is clunky, hard to navigate, doesn't load quickly, you know, that's going to prevent people from staying with you too. So while we're talking about websites, as we're kind of end up toward the end of our time, I want to make sure everybody knows where to go and find you. I've shared it a couple of times already, but let's put this up on the screen for everybody. It is strandwritingservices.com. That's where you find Nicole. I mean, you can also find her like on Facebook and everywhere you might expect looking up for strand writing services, but go to the website. And I'm actually going to throw this on stream. Hopefully this is not too much of a shock for you, but to put it right up on oh, screen. You've got a great site. So, uh, Go check out Strand Writing Services, and you'll be able to check out all the stuff from Nicole, including the fact that she's she's absolutely practicing what she preaches. Awesome copy. By the way, copywriting alchemy, that's awesome. I love that. It conjures this idea immediately in your head about, about what you do, and then immediately out to our book A copy consulting call. So you got your CTA right there. So she's not just telling you this stuff folks, she's actually doing it. <laughs> so go check her out over at Strand Writing Services. Uh, 
by all means, check her out, find out what there is in there for you. I know that if you have listened to this hour and you've kind of gotten something out of just what she's told you, believe me, then her services are going to help with you too. But yeah, thank you very much for, for sharing all that with us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. The hour's flown by. It's been awesome. I know, it's fantastic. But we don't want to let you go just yet. We're going to okay. go into minor bonus time, as we like to call it. We we don't really call it major bonus time until we're 15 minutes past. But we have something great because you've actually prepared for us a five things. So we, we love to have the five things. So I'm going to go ahead and kick us into our handy-dandy intro, and then we'll put you on for your five things. All right. Five things keeping you from writing good copy. All right, number one, not believing that good copy actually does contribute to whether you attract new clients or scare them away. If you're okay with lackluster copy, you may be okay with lackluster embroidery or printing. So that's number one, realizing that it that spending time on your copy does make a difference. Number two, not reading other sites like competitors to learn what kind of copy you like and don't like. In writing school, we're always told if you don't read other writers, you're not going to be writing good stuff yourself. So it's always a good idea to scope out other sites that you like because you're going to get inspired and you're going to see things that they do and you're going to see things that you don't like. And it's going to help you write better copy for your website. Number three, not actually asking your customers what their main pain points are. So we already talked about that voice of customer data. Take the time to talk to your customers one-on-one, -on -one, send them surveys. They will tell you everything you need to know to write good messaging. Number four, not actually knowing what makes you different, right? So if you don't know why you're different than your competitors, it's time to sort of take a step back and think about what makes you unique so that you're able to really create the messaging that will make you stand out. And number five, being too much of a perfectionist. That might mean that you don't ever write anything down, you may never finalize anything, or you just don't hit publish on your website. So part of it is just doing it, just sitting down and starting to write the good copy. All right. Thank you so much. Five things to keep you from writing great copy. <laughs> Love it. You did a great job on five things. I, I Just great stuff that kind of encapsulates the whole hour. So once again, everybody, uh, if you didn't catch it earlier, go check out Nicole at strandwritingservices.com. Uh, great site just to look at and also just great services from Nicole. So thank you again very much for being on with us. Thanks so much, Eric. Thank you very much. All right, folks. Wow. Fantastic hour. I have to go ahead and agree with uh, Eric who said, great job. Yes, great job. Nicole did a fantastic job. Uh, fantastic information. Think about this stuff that we talked about today. You're getting your message clear, having that call to action where people get to it, having that attitude and understanding who you are and what you can offer and meeting their customers where they are and making the hero. I mean, fantastic tips all the way around. We will have stuff in the show notes. Nicole wrote us up a great list of show notes and points that we can cover. So once we get those up in the show notes, it usually takes a little bit for us to get them up there, but you'll be able to look at the stuff yourself. Hey, and if nothing else, listen back to the episode on podcast mode after live. I think sometimes getting that second listen in while you're working Always a fantastic way to kind of gel that stuff in your head. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the uh, couple other things we have going on. We've got other events and the two other guys who are on the road, as you know, today. So let's see what Terry's got going on. Uh, he is going through his uh, complete screen parent business course in Phoenix. The September 25th, 26th, it is sold out. So you can't get that one. <laughs> but there is a December class coming up soon. So go ahead and sign up for that whenever you can. Uh, 
as we all know, he's got everything over at his tour dates at terrycombs.com. So we'll grab that. Uh, same class is going to happen in Equipment Zone, Franklin Lakes, uh, New Jersey area around October 29th, 30th. And the screen printing class in Chicago with Atlas Screen Supply, November 5th through 6th. Only a few seats left. If you want Terry Gums to teach you about screen printing, you need to get in on that now. Uh, September 30th, uh, Terry will be with me at Impressions Expo Fort Worth. So I'll be heading out there soon, too. Boy, that's coming up quick. And he's teaching how to make a living as a full-time garment decorator, right to the point. And October 2nd, also in Fort Worth, training and motivating the breast production staff in town. I have to have him write my copy for his uh, for his titles, man. Those titles are a little more snappy than mine. He might not have as much alliteration. He's got great titles. But you want to watch out for any of the upcoming events at terrycombs.com under tour dates. The screen printing classes for 2023 in Chicago and Phoenix are posted now. Oh, you heard me, Terry. It's already next year in your head. But he's got the big book of travel and he is filling it out. Now, we also have uh, Aaron Montgomery is out on the road today. He's at the Everything Embroidery Market. So September 24th, he will be uh, teaching. So he's got pricing for profit and confidence, keys to starting a successful product decorating business, and finding your customers uh, to standing out in a crowd. So all of that going on right now. Uh, Everything Embroidery Market coming up tomorrow. If you're out there, check him out uh, in Myrtle Beach, and you're going to love seeing his classes. He's put together some great stuff. So everythingembroiderymarket.com is where you go to check that out. Uh, Printing United is coming up. So remember, two of the guys are going to be out there, Las Vegas, Nevada. That's October 19th through 21st. And the October 28th and 29th, uh, we've got the Growing Your Business Effortlessly Workshop. And that's something that we've got coming from our success group, backed by Popular Demand. Complete Strategic Planning Workshop is now a two-day course with two 90-minute sessions. You're going to have an actionable strategic business plan covering five key areas to focus on for your business. Um, all of this, so whether you're a six or seven-figure year company with, with employees or if you're a startup solopreneur, he's made sure to have something there for everybody and help you get that business plan in line. So if you've seen some of the stuff in the five keys plans he's done before, this is the uh, solidification expansion of all that stuff. It's really great. So go to rsuccessgroup.com slash grow and you'll check out Aaron for his growing your business workshop, October 28th and 29th. Last, but I guess not least, <laughs> you'll see me. So I've got some stuff coming up. Uh, the take up is happening this afternoon, 2.30 Mountain Time, as it always does. Today we have episode 129. It's a Q&A episode. I like to do these every 10 or so, 10, 15 episodes to kind of catch up with some question and answer stuff that people have done. I often answer questions on the show. However, we've got some specific ones today. Uh, embroidery underlay issues. I'm going to help you to talk about kind of how that cantankerous embroidery that sticks out from the edges of your top stitching is happening and what we can do about that stuff. Uh, drawing methods. So people have asked me about how they draw both in vector and in embroidery shapes and wanted to talk about different methods. So I'm going to give you some clues about how I like to draw. And the last part is design. Uh, talking a little bit about uh, the source for art and embroidery and how we deal with design and how much design, drawing, and art you need to know to be a digitizer. So we're going to answer those viewer questions, including some other ones. Join me today live at 2.30 p.m. if you can, Mountain Time. So head over to ericcampbell.com. And at the top, there's a tab that says the take up. There is the current playlist. You can get on the uh, YouTube channel there and you can go ahead and click remind, get reminder to get reminded. Or if you're here on Facebook, any of my pages will have this as an event 
it always appears in your time zone. So if you click get reminder, you're going to get it. You, you put yourself on notifications, you'll get it in your time zone live. And if not, hey, catch it on replay. We always say that we love hashtag replay squad. We love you guys to come in and ask questions and we answer questions in the comments after the show is done. All right, the next thing is, Head over to ImpressionsExpo.com. Like I said, coming up soon, I am teaching Thursday, the day before Impressions Expo starts, before the floor opens in Fort Worth next week. And I'm going to be teaching my Making Small Run Patches class. So this is a long extended class, like three hours of me talking about patches and how to make those work. Small run patches on your embroidery machine. Uh, and... I'm going to have a shorter session later on. That'll be the next day on Friday, editing for non-digitizers in the morning. And that's where I'm going to talk about uh, things that you can do with editing designs that are important for people who are never going to digitize an entire design themselves. So editing to rescue a design, that's something that I'm going to talk about, things that you might need to do to help you get clarity in your embroidery, even if you don't digitize. So Impressions Expo Fort Worth is coming up, impressionsexpo.com. If you're going to be out there next week, please come catch the classes and I would love to see you there and say hi. All right. So with that, folks, I think we've come to a close of another show, right? I may not have had the other two regular guys with me, but I think I've done a pretty decent job. And also I got to thank Nicole for being here. Nicole did a fantastic job of giving us kind of the scoop on copywriting and how to make it work for us and why it's important. But next week, we do have guests lined up. I won't be here. <laughs> so it'll be a slightly different time also because we had to do that to get our uh, guest on. But we're going to have Max Hellman. And he's going to be talking to us about live event pr printing. So go ahead and make sure you get the reminders when that drops because we're going to have a slightly different schedule. And uh, once again, I won't be here to do the production. So Aaron will have to be on his own that time. But uh, until then, uh, I'm Eric Campbell sitting in for both Terry Combs and Aaron Montgomery and... I am, I guess, today, the two regular guys. You know, <laughs> it's the way you have to do it sometimes, folks. <laughs> All right. Have a great week, and we can't wait to see you again next time. Here we go. We're out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash two regular guys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash two regular guys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, two regular guys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.